heartless manager won't give me time off to see my dying grandma, so I kill her career. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. I was just told this story by a friend who doesn't have Reddit. Alright, so my friend, let's call him Jay, is a senior in high school working at a photography studio. Jay is often scheduled 13-hour shifts without a food break at his job, which he doesn't mind because it's good money and he's a hard worker. Jay came home from work on a Wednesday and was told by his mom that his grandmother is on her last leg and that they're going to see her for what will probably be the last time before she goes this coming Saturday, being three days away. Unfortunately, Jay's work schedule was already posted and he was scheduled to work all day that Saturday. So Jay did what any good employee does. He messaged his manager explaining the situation and says he needs someone to cover his shift that Saturday as he'll not be coming in. The manager gave him a list of people who weren't working that day for him to text and ask if they can pick up the shift. Jay sends messages out to all of them and is told by every single employee off that day that they're busy Saturday and can't work. So Jay reaches back out to his manager to let him know that he can't get a cover. Jay is then told by his manager that if he doesn't come in that day, he'll be fired. When he states that it will likely be the last time he ever sees his grandma alive, she says that she does not care and that he better come into work that Saturday. Jay didn't take so well to being told his manager didn't give a crap about his grandma dying, so he decided to pay a little phone call to HR. Remember those 13-hour shifts without breaks? Well, Jay is 17, and in this state, people under 17 cannot work more than 9 consecutive hours, especially without a break. Jay explains all of this to HR, on top of the situation concerning his grandma. Jay also puts in his two weeks on top of this. HR tells him that he'll follow up with him soon, and that something will be done about all of this. That Friday, Jay came into work and his manager was gone, replaced by a new manager from another store. Jay also had been asked by the new manager if he would consider staying, and he agreed. So now Jay is still employed and much happier, and his manager is without a job. After he finished texting me all of this, he added, Don't mess with me and I won't mess with you, jerk. We've talked about similar stories to this before, and it still blows my mind how heartless people can be. Like, talk about corporate greed. If you're not going to give a crap that your employee's grandma is passing away and this is the last time he's going to get to see her, then he's not going to give a crap about your company. Just give your good, hard-working employee the day off. They've given you every other day. My entitled stepsister canceled the original booking for my wedding venue, so I made my father rebook at nearly triple the original cost. My stepsister impersonated me and canceled my wedding venue reservation. She's 18 and a jealous cow. I got the reservation for a steal because I booked really early. Well, now demand for wedding venues has skyrocketed. The venue is now asking nearly triple the original cost for the same date. They said they'll only honor the original reservation if I show proof that my stepsister committed fraud or identity theft in the form of a police report. My father has begged me not to involve the police, so I told him he'll need to cover the new cost then. 
all of it except my original deposit, because I'm very aggravated. He's going to be selling some property in order to do this. He's put down the additional deposit for the venue already though. I know he was not to blame, but he houses that witch and by asking me not to report her for fraud, I can only assume he takes responsibility for her actions. Am I the jerk? I do feel guilty because my fiance and I are much more financially well off than my father but I just feel like this is not my problem to fix. He did find an alternative venue that was pretty nice and wasn't as expensive, but I said it had to be the original venue. I'm just incredibly peeved. I don't really know where I fall on this one. I really don't like the move of you setting your father back so much because of something that his stepdaughter did. Without a doubt, it was a jerk move on her part, and it really sucks that the venue now wants nearly triple the original cost. I get where you're coming from, that it seems like your father's trying to defend her, but this is a whole other situation financially. As you said, you're much better off than him. You're setting him back years for something that you could potentially cover easily. I really don't think that's fair to him. You don't want to take my number off your website? That's fine, I'll just make your lives miserable. A few years ago, after changing jobs, I found myself in a new office with a new phone number. After some orientation, training, and other new hire stuff, I finally get to sit down and do the things. I get my voicemail and answering machine set up, set up the email, and the phone rings. Good morning, Railroad Engineering. Yeah, when can I take the GED test? Sorry, wrong number. Click. Rings again. Seriously, when can I take the GED test? Like I said, wrong number. Bye. This went on for weeks. 15 to 20 calls a day, people screaming at me for not being the adult learning center. One day, an epiphany. This isn't the adult learning center? Nope. Do you know the number? Check Google. I did. This is the number on their website. Oh, really? A little Google foo of my own, and I dig up a few numbers and give them a call. They tell me that they don't maintain their website, and there's nothing they can do about it, and it's not their problem. I'm just going to have to deal with it. My favorite line of that conversation was, What are you going to do about it? I work for the state. You can't do crap. Bye bye. And you can just imagine that bye bye just dripped with the condescension that only hubris and decades of Karenhood can muster. Oh, heck no. Let's dance. The next day, Good morning, Railroad Engineering. When can I take the GED test? We give that on request. It takes about an hour and a half. Come on down. Oh, awesome. Uh, how much is it? $10. Bring a pencil. We'll sharpen yours, but we can't supply them. Budget cuts, you know? Nah, I get it. See you in a bit. Take your time. They don't like me telling you this, but if you get here before we close, they have to give you the test. See you when you get here. Thanks, man. See you later. Now, for those of you who don't know, the GED test takes a whole frickin' day. It also usually costs upwards of $100, depending on the state. In the state I was living and working in at the time, it was around $200. As such, it was only offered at certain intervals. So, as I was telling dozens of people per day that it was $10, took 90 minutes, and offered on request, I'm sure that they were absolutely inundated with angry people with freshly sharpened number 2 pencils, waving their $10 bills, and demanding the test that the guy on the phone told them they could come and take. 
Every morning, I checked the website to see if my phone number was still on there. I also took the liberty of crawling around and getting the phone numbers for some managers. I was happy to hand these out when people called back to complain that they hadn't been allowed to take the test. Head back down there and ask to speak to random director and tell them they called the number on the website and that this is what they were told. It took them about six more weeks to change the website. For some reason, all the manager's numbers disappeared from the website as well. I tried to play nice, jerks. I love the line, what are you gonna do about it? Like, I can literally screw you guys over here. Our original poster just proved that quite efficiently. You're giving him all the power by having him direct all of the people that call you. You need to take it off the website. It's for your own benefit. It absolutely 100% is your problem. Maybe not immediately, but you best believe it will be, especially when you're screwing with the guy who has that number. My boss accused me of reporting him, so I did. I worked for his small company for six weeks at the end of 2020. It was landscape architecture. He sacked me with no real explanation when I was off sick with COVID. I have undiagnosed, highly suspected ADHD, so I wasn't massively surprised as it affects my performance. But I was surprised by the timing and the fact that it was via email. I asked for more clarity. I was never rude to him. I just told him I wish he'd call me so I could get some feedback. He got really mad and proceeded to write a long list of my over-exaggerated and sometimes false shortcomings. For example, being too slow or being distracted, stuff he never mentioned at the time. He then said, if you want to take legal action against me, let me know. I didn't. I left it and moved on. Fast forward to today. He just called my mobile from a private number asking how I was. I was taken aback as we've had no communication since. He said, Someone's put in a report I'm using unlicensed software. Was it you? Because I know we left on bad terms. I said, I've no idea what you're talking about. He made it seem I was devastated he sacked me, and would have good reason to report him. No matter what I said, he was convinced it was me. He even accused my dad who works in IT. I didn't even know he was using unlicensed software. I said, I feel like you're unfairly accusing me here. He raised his voice and shouted, Why do you always play the victim? Stop playing the victim! I assume this was in reference to the fact that I questioned the way he sacked me. It sounded so rehearsed, I honestly had to hold back laughter. Then he said, I'm not accusing you, but did you do it? Looking back, I believe it was unlicensed. We only ever used the student version of Autodesk, which is illegal when you're running a business. This, combined with his accusation, tells me he is in fact breaking the law. I was so peeved by his accusation, I reported him to both Autodesk and the BSA. He'll have to run an audit and likely face a huge fine. He thinks I did it either way, so what harm can one more report do? If he wants me to be a jerk, I can be a jerk. It's not being a jerk to report someone for breaking the law. This guy sounds like a little bit of a doofus, honestly. If you're running a successful company and you have everything going smoothly, pay for your software. This is a stupid thing to get caught on. It's a small fee that you make back multiple times over. And with it paid, you don't have to worry about situations like this. But even if you do think that our original poster reported you, why would you call and threaten them? They're just going to report you again. You're not making your situation any better.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My sister-in-law asked if she could stage her proposal at my wedding reception. I told her no. I felt like this was pretty obviously not a jerk move at the time, but now I'm having second thoughts. Am I the jerk for telling my soon-to-be sister no, she cannot stage her proposal at my wedding reception? My wedding is in two months, so there's still time to change my answer and compromise if I'm in the wrong. Last week, my soon-to-be in-laws took me, 22-year-old female, out to dinner with my fiancé Jim, 31-year-old male. We were talking about wedding plans when suddenly my sister-in-law and mother-in-law both say they have something important to discuss with me, and sort of giggle at each other like it's gonna be some exciting little gossip. I figured it had to do with the bachelorette party, so I got all excited too. They told me that my sister-in-law got proposed to over the weekend. I of course got all excited for her, asked to see the ring and all, and it was very beautiful. They then get a little hushed and tell me her fiancé's proposal plan was rather lackluster, and they're making him do a do-over with the family present. They then said that my wedding reception was the best place, since all our family and friends would be there. I asked them to tell me what exactly they had in mind. I mean, I want to be the center of attention on my wedding day. It's what all girls dream of. But I was at least willing to hear the idea out. My sister-in-law would have to invite three of her friends to be present. Her future bridesmaids, apparently. She would come out also wearing a wedding dress, potentially even my dress to cut costs, with my flower girl holding a sign that says bride-to-be, and then of course her being proposed to and carried off by her fiancé out of the party. Of course, I was floored and said I wasn't too sure if that's really a good idea and I'd talk it over with Jim. They told me they already talked it out with him, and he said he thought I would definitely agree. I texted him to not cause any more issues at the table and he confirmed. I said I would think about it, just to get out of the awkwardness and pressure for the rest of the evening. But once I sent a text once again clarifying no, I wouldn't be okay with that, they showed up at my house to argue that since they're paying for half the wedding, more like 30%, they deserve to have input on my wedding, which they have, but not for something like this. More like catering options. My fiancé has been trying to badger me into saying yes. 
saying it's selfish of me to not just give 25 to 30 minutes to his family. Anyways, with how my fiancé has been acting, of course nobody in his family has been on my side. I'm no contact with my family, so I have no idea if this is just a case of family picking sides or if I'm truly in the wrong here. Am I being a self-centered jerk like they say? Not only is your sister-in-law being a jerk by making her fiancé re-propose to her, but she's going to do it at your wedding reception? That's not only disrespectful to you, but also the plan that she has is one of the tackiest things I've ever heard. It's so obviously staged. Everyone at the reception is just going to roll their eyes. Honestly, it's a really bad plan. I don't blame you one bit for saying no. In general, you would want to say no to having someone else get proposed to at your reception. But like this? Absolutely not. My entitled neighbor accuses me of stealing their packages, so I let them get stolen. I, 24-year-old male, live in a duplex, been here for the last five years. My building has a single front door that both apartments use, that enters into a small foyer with stairs about four feet away or so that lead up to the apartment upstairs. When I moved in, I had friendly, slightly older neighbors, I'll call Jack and Jill, that didn't cause any issues, were relatively quiet, and when packages were delivered for me, Jack would bring them inside and place them in the foyer, and I started doing the same for them. Never had any issues with that, and they would thank me and I thanked them. Unfortunately, in February of 2022, Jill passed away. Jack moved out nine months later. In January of 2023, my new neighbor moved in. She's around 40-ish in age, I guess. She's relatively quiet, doesn't cause any issues. We've barely had a conversation outside of a greeting in the evening when I come home from work. She's got a lovely golden retriever, which occasionally barks, but meh, it's a dog. Dogs bark. No real big issues with her. I continued to do what I did for Jack and Jill with deliveries, bringing her boxes inside and leaving them in the foyer for her. She never returned the gesture, which is fine since I've started ordering less and less. She never said anything about it until about the month of April. I go out to get the mail and see four packages, two fairly large ones and two smaller ones, all addressed to her, and pick the two large ones up, carrying them inside when she comes down the stairs with two other women. She asks what I was doing and I tell them that I was just bringing them inside. She says that they were on their way down to get them. So I hand over the two I had while one of the ladies retrieves the other two. I turn to head back inside my apartment, and as they're going back upstairs, new neighbor says, I can't believe he tried to steal these. I should call the cops. With the other two agreeing, I wanted to go tell her that, again, I wasn't stealing anything, but decided to let it go. Fast forward to yesterday, I'm off work and watching TV when at 2.36pm I see UPS pull up. The driver puts two packages on the porch. I go check the mail and the boxes are for the new neighbor. I leave them on the porch, go back inside and end up falling asleep watching TV. Around 4pm I'm awakened by the new neighbor knocking. I open the door and she asks if I have her packages. I say no, I don't have them. New neighbor says the app shows that they were delivered this afternoon. I said I saw them on the porch earlier but left them alone. New neighbor got upset at me, said since one of the boxes had something expensive in it and since I was home, I could have brought them inside the foyer like I've done before. I told her that I didn't want to be accused of being a thief again. She called me a jerk 
and repeated that one of the packages had expensive stuff inside, and then stormed upstairs slamming her door. So am I the jerk for not bringing her deliveries inside and leaving them to be porch pirated? So couple things about this one really ticked me off. For one, she asks why you didn't bring this package in like you did all the others, meaning she knew you weren't stealing anything and were just being a good neighbor and bringing stuff inside. So for her to turn around and accuse you of stealing stuff previously just makes no sense. Second, how are you supposed to know what's in the package? You don't have x-ray vision that can let you see what's in there and know it's expensive and to bring it inside. She just made the assumption that you didn't hear what she said last time. But obviously with you having heard that, you're not going to be doing her any favors regarding her packages. To turn around and call you a jerk after is just nonsensical. My friends didn't want to pay for their tickets to the concert, so I took my sisters and their husbands instead. I was lucky enough to snag six tickets to see Garth Brooks in Vegas. My friends and I had made plans to go as three couples. I can't really afford to pay for six tickets. The concert is kind of expensive. I told my friends that I needed the money for the tickets before my credit card was due. They both promised that they would get it to me. I reminded them a few times and they both forgot. I called my sister and asked her if she knew of anyone who would like to go. She said that her and my stepsister had talked about going. We decided to make it a family trip. They paid me immediately, and I transferred the tickets for each of them. Last week, one of my friends saw that I posted on Facebook about going with my sisters. She asked why I was going twice. I told her I wasn't. I needed to pay off my credit card bill, so I sold four of the tickets. They went ballistic. I do not have any credit card debt as I pay my bill in full every month. They both assumed I would be okay just paying the minimum monthly payment like they do. They expected me to save them the tickets even though they didn't pay me. I told them both to check their texts and see where I had agreed to that. I sent them screenshots of where they both agreed to pay me before my bill was due. Now they're ticked off because all the tickets left are either resale or very expensive floor seats. I'm mad at them for trying to mess with my credit, and they're mad at me because they had booked time off to go to the concert. Am I the jerk? Okay, so you're right, but you're also the jerk. Sometimes the two do go together, and I think this is one of those cases. I get where you're coming from, that you feel your friends screwed you over, and that you don't really owe them any explanation. But they are your friends, and you guys had planned this very special day. At the very least, I feel like you should have made them aware that if they don't pay you right now, you're giving the tickets to someone else. At least give them the opportunity to do right. Instead, you really just kind of left them hanging, and the fact that they had to find out through a Facebook post only adds to that. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.